Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Crazy. Who knew we would be live at 2 a.m. tonight, Eastern Time? Welcome in, West Coast. I'm sure you're still up. Celtics fans who hung hung in there. Uh, we we did it ourselves. So, Joe Sway, Bobby, we are live right now, believe the it or takeover. not. Takeover. Let's go. John heeded Joe Sway's advice once that alarm went off and hit, hit the pillow. <laughs> so, it is possible. It's possible right now, and I think it's actually more than likely that John Zanis, certainly Jimmy Toscano, and I believe Sherrard as well, though who knows, have no idea that this trade happened. Just oh, wait. Wake up to a hell of a surprise, man. This is crazy. <laughs> Mid-season deal? This type of deal? I thought there I was say? no way. And I, I don't mean was... it as I predicted this. I mean it as, what did I say about the Phoenix Suns? I mean, you... You get one big piece like this, everything changes, you know? They had to be in the sweepstakes. They had to put the name in there. And they won. They won the prize. This is insane, man. The Suns, this team, look, they gave up their best defensive player, but there's still plenty there, right, Bobby? I mean, we'll get into it, but, man, insane. What a what a breaking news. This is it. This, this, is, this is it. This is the, the trade of the deadline for sure, man. Yeah, biggest trade in the NBA in a long time. Uh, and it, it went down, I think Woj reported it, at 105 Eastern. Suns acquiring Kevin Durant, who nobody knew was available. I think many speculated. Stephen A. Smith, of course, first among them, uh, that he'd be on the move. And the Suns end up yep. sending Mikhail Bridges, an excellent young defensive forward, a defensive player of the year caliber player last year who can also score. Uh, Cam Johnson, obviously one of the better 3 and D guys in the league. Jay Crowder, uh, who has sat out all season in search of a trade, moves in this deal. Four unprotected first-round picks. Believe they're unprotected. Uh, yeah, unprotected. 23, 25, 27, 29. A 28 swap, so five firsts in total. Uh, Suns get back to Rand and TJ Warren, who actually started his career with the Suns. Uh, so he heads back to Phoenix, a great scorer and... Uh, you know, in his day, defender as well. So, uh, where do you start with this, Josue? Oh, having some mic issues. Is this a, is this a championship team? I mean, you can start there. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's where we can start. Is this the championship favorite now, Phoenix? I mean, you have to still include Denver. LA's 
interesting, but right now it's between them and Denver, if you ask me. Championship. You're going to throw Boston in there, too. Oh, no, I, I mean the one in the West. Oh, are, they, yeah. are you talking them all together? Yeah, I mean, I think they're... Yeah, you have to keep Denver in there, but you're talking about Paul, Booker, Durant. You, you have a new West favorite, I think. I, you know, yeah. Denver can feasibly compete when they're fully healthy, I'd say. Um, and there's a, you know, depth's an obvious issue here in Phoenix now. You're going to throw Warren in the mix, that's important. Um, but you're looking at a bench of Jock Lawndale, Ish Wainwright, Damian Lee, uh, the other Lee, Saban Lee. It's a thin team now, Andrew Shamit. And, you, you know, I don't even know who's going to start at the five for them. Well, Aiton at the five, but who their fifth starter will be? Uh, you got Paul Booker, Durant, Aiton, and then maybe Damian Lee or Shamit if you're going a little on the small side. Uh, I don't know. It's a thin team, but it's a no-brainer, right? Going and doing this, trading your future. Paul's window short. You get the best big three in the NBA right now. And you get Durant, who's as good as anybody. I, I'm stunned that he moved before the deadline. Just, um, I think it goes to show you just where Brooklyn's at right now. I mean, they're like, look, we we can't salvage this thing, I guess. Or at least they must have had talks about it. And Durant said, look, if you if that's the best deal and you guys are, are, are able able to pull it off, then I'm sure he's going to go to Phoenix. I mean, look what we was waiting for him. This is a super team now. So what happened? That's where I'm at, too. Brooklyn felt like they made that Kyrie trade, getting uh, Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith to continue to compete, to entice Durant to stay. They had Durant signed through through 2026. I I don't know what changed. You obviously didn't hear from Durant. I don't think he was probably thrilled that they stripped him of his star that he came to play with in Brooklyn. And I'm sure once the opportunity arose for the Suns to make a huge offer, right. that maybe both sides came together and said, this is the best path forward for everyone. Uh, maybe the Suns put the pressure on and said, we'll give this to you now, but not later. It's not an offer that blows me away. And I'm still trying to figure out this DeAndre Ayton thing, why he's not in here. When you want DeAndre Ayton, if you're the Nets in this deal, it felt like that would be obvious, but they get Cam Johnson instead. Uh, ton of picks. Maybe they had their pick between picks and Aiton. Maybe Aiton vetoed it. I know Aiton had veto power, so maybe he wouldn't have accepted a trade to the Nets. Uh, but I'm stunned that Aiton's not in here if it was possible to move him there. Yeah, I think there was some sort of... Um, yeah, we got something here from Amit, our, our producer here. Yeah, I, I think it was the, the contract he signed, maybe. But that would have been a lot, though. I mean, you don't think this is a lot? for Phoenix? This is probably Phoenix's absolute best offer without sacrificing Booker or, or Paul, right? Or, or yeah, and, and our... And our uh, huh. Was Ian a designated rookie-scale player? I guess... No, because he... He signed in free agency with the Pacers, and uh, you know, I don't want to get caught up in this, but we'll figure it out. One of the cap things, it's possible that Simmons and Aiton couldn't have played together on the roster. But you know what? Send Simmons to the Spurs if you can go get an Aiton. Or wherever, whoever would have taken him, the Jazz. Uh, you got all these first-round picks to play with here. Maybe you send one or two with them, and then you go get Aiton. Like, 
you're rebuilding. So, hey, get the best players possible for your future. If you like Aiton more than Simmons, figure it out. But evidently, they like Johnson, they like Bridges, and they like this package that they got. Or they just said, this is the best we can make of this situation, and uh, here we are. But it makes you second-guess, I guess, trading Kyrie and putting your foot down on that. The fact that you lose Durant in short order after, and you really don't end up with a roster that looks all that great after, or a future. Right. And I can't help but, uh, not to sound like most Celtics fans, but did the Celtics really break the nets? Like, was it that loss that really just made everything crystal clear as to where their limitations were in, in improving the roster and just where they were mentally? And they just, I, I don't know. I feel like, well, obviously, the dominoes, the dominoes fell. The first one was, was Kyrie, but I, I wonder just how far they got into thinking maybe they could save this thing. Or was it really just Kyrie asking for a trade and Durant said, hey, you already know. Like, if you can do it, let's do it. If not, I'm not feeling this whole thing right now. I'm, I'm not – I don't like it here. You know, we, we'll, maybe we'll know the whole story one day. But, um, yeah, I, I just feel like the, the, the Nets realized the limitations. And it was probably that, that one domino in Kyrie asking for a trade that, that just started everything here. Here we are. And interestingly enough, the timing of it all, Kyrie got to the podium tonight. Uh, and did the Mavs end up winning that game? I didn't catch the end of it, obviously. We were at the Garden. But uh, Mavs and Clippers played. Kyrie hits the podium, gets asked about Durant um, going to the uh, Suns. And uh, he said he's glad he's out of there, Kyrie said. It's not the first time we'll be in competition as brothers. I'm just praying for his happiness. We just cared about seeing each other in places that we can thrive together or apart. I'm just glad he got out of there, as I said. The um, Mavs won, by the way. Uh, 110 yeah. and 104. So Kyrie reacts, said they talked a lot about their futures throughout the year. Who knows how much they talked throughout the season about getting out of there. And maybe a plan came together. I know we know how far they planned ahead to, to uh, join each other in Brooklyn after leaving Boston in Kyrie's case. Maybe they talked after that suspension about this might not be the place for us anymore. And that put in motion a plan potentially to uh, get out of there by the trade deadline together or apart. Because remember, the Suns were in on Kyrie Irving and were willing to trade Chris Paul for it. And you get that report after that said, all right, maybe teams aren't putting their best foot forward for Irving because they're thinking about Durant and who else but the Suns. So maybe the Suns go to the Nets a few days ago and say, we'll send you Paul, and maybe we'll make this a bigger trade for Irving and Durant. And maybe at that point, the Nets still had hope that they could make Durant stay. They pivot to the Mavericks and send him there and say, oh, Kyrie's gone. You know, you're not going to be able to go to Phoenix with him. And Durant said, who cares? I still want to go there, and I still want to be out of here. And at that point, they said, "Uh uh-uh. Which I think was the the more realistic prediction, right? Because I remember people were thinking, oh, well. Because remember how surprised we were that Paul was available for Irving? Yeah, but how true is that? I mean, yeah, maybe. If, you, I, if, if you're the Suns, you keep Irving and Durant together for years to come. Do you, though? I mean, after you've seen what you just saw, like that's why I thought that part of it was just, one, is tricky for any team to take on those two big contracts like that to try to facilitate a trade but i also think it's just difficult to 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 take those two together and say okay well we're this is what we want i feel like most organizations or teams are 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 down for one or the other 
I, I would have been really surprised if these guys were still teammates after the trade deadline. But here we are. I mean, uh, this Kyrie sounds team, though. I can't Kyrie wait to sing- watch them. Kyrie singing Durant's praises. I mean, you might have a better fit in Paul and Durant together. Um, mid-range guys, uh, they obviously both can create their own shot. But Paul is so much more of a passer uh, than Kyrie was. Uh, that fits super intriguing. Um other reports coming out tonight, and I do want to get to the Celtics. Everybody's burning question with the Celtics, which is, of course, what we'll wrap with tonight. Uh, but other stuff floating around. Toronto's talks on forward OG and Anobi are rolling into the final hours of the deadline. Um, the landing of Kevin Durant could escalate Ananobi's value among Western Conference teams pursuing an elite forward to defend Durant. Doesn't that sound like the Raptors trying to pump up OG's value? <laughs> Who needs an OG to defend Durant? I know you guys do. This stuff's so funny. But what ended up actually not being posturing, or maybe it was, uh, before we get to the Durant um, uh, to Boston question and whether that could have been possible here. um, Don't have a lower third for it. I don't think so, man. I don't know. Jakob Pertl traded to the Raptors for a 2024 protected pick. Right after we record our segment, too. We talked about him a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was obviously the guy we've been focused on for a while uh, here. I have no reporting on this, but I have to imagine that the Celtics were talking to the Spurs about Pirtle, probably haggling over price. And this might have been a situation where maybe the Celtics were trying to get him for the low. And then the Raptors were like, well, I mean, uh, the Spurs were like, well, we have the Raptors here. You know, they're offering this and that. And maybe the Celtics were like, this is our offer. This is it. Take it or leave it. And uh, the Spurs maybe pivoted to the Raptors at that point. But I think every Celtics fan is going to look at this and say, you couldn't do a first and two seconds uh, to go get them. And I forget which player they traded uh, to make the money work, but... Jakob Pertl, a Raptor. When the Raptors looked like they were about to be rebuilding here, which is really surprising. Yeah, no, it is. Um, it's especially, yeah, a player Kim like Birch. that. Kem Birch. Kem Birch was the player. Kem Birch, yeah, I was going to say. Who was it? The guard. Um, yeah, you wonder if the Celtics could have gotten in the mix there, but was Brad willing to do that? You know, I mean, two seconds and a first. Sounds like something that he would pull the trigger on, but... Maybe he wasn't quite there yet. Or maybe there wasn't the pieces that they they wanted in, in someone like Payne. Yeah, and um trying to see what the protections on that pick were. It was a protected first rounder that they sent. Uh, I'm sure people in the chat have all this stuff lined up before we even do. Remember, we're just getting in from TD Garden. There's all this news got flowing Ooh. here. Um, anyway, Joe Sway, Scott, work in the morning. We're not going to go too long here. Um so let's get to the question everyone's going to ask. The Suns are NBA title favorites or certainly competitors uh, for the title. Looking back now, would you have thought about getting in on Kevin Durant now that we know he was available, uh, that we know the Celtics had the ability to surpass that offer, looking at it with a Jalen Brown, with future picks, with uh, maybe another throw-in salary like a Gallinari or a... Uh, Pritchard or whatever guys you would have fit into there, Grant, uh, potentially. Would you have done it? No, probably not. Probably not. I mean, it's easy to say that now, but 
you only make this type of shakeup is if, if, if you're going through a crisis. And the Celtics are far from that, right? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phoenix needed to do this. That's why that was one of the teams I thought of right away when Kyrie asked for a trade. Just for any team that's looking to to make a difference, make a splash, that's going to, that's going to change their team in a way that they could have never done it. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't going to happen organically down in Phoenix. And, and, and they knew. They knew they needed someone. I mean, Chris Paul's not getting any younger. Booker's been banged up. Now this changes everything. It rejuvenates the team. It rejuvenates the culture, the squad. I know there was a lot of reports saying that there might have been a little tension going on in that locker room well i think this fixes it this fixes it you know especially guys for guys like booker and and chris paul who have just been trying to get back to the finals it, it was starting to look like they really are not going to have a chance to do that and, and, and here now they do so I, I just think the Celtics, if you're this, you know looking at how everything played out you're you're sticking with your guns you're sticking with your with with what you've built up until this point right off that trip to the nba finals i mean this should motivate these guys and it's tough to see it, it's tough not i mean it's going to be tough to see this team not completely healthy for quite a bit. You know, Jalen Brown, Rob, Al, these guys have been in and out of the lineup. Marcus, we haven't seen in a while. So they're going to have to battle through this adversity. But if you're the Celtics, you're, you're knowing on the other side of that, you're going to come out much stronger than you were, you know, a month ago or so. I mean, that's what they that's what history has told us up until this point, right? You know, in their progression this year, it's big. So to answer your question in long form, man, no, I, I, don't, I don't think you do that. Again, it's that's something you do. If there's is something really bad going on between in the team, in the locker room, and there hasn't been any signs of that, I'm with you, but not as emphatically as as, as you've seen to be on it. I it applies I pressure to, on these guys. I mean, we can't deny that for sure. It does, but let's see what they make. Does, of them, yeah, and we'll see what they do by tomorrow afternoon. Maybe they think that they need to do something now to yeah. keep up with this. Yeah, this the, uh, the front um, office. This is a pr- this is pressure on the front office for sure too. Yeah, you're right. And you know your bi- your biggest threats are still in the East because the the Suns have to get out of the West. You know they're gonna have competition out there. I think they're the favorite. I think they will get out of the West with this team they have now. They've done it already with this core. Yeah. They went to the finals two years ago, and now they have Kevin Durant on top of it. So Suns are West favorites to me. You get there, you get to the finals. You got Smart to guard Paul. You got you got Derek White and a bunch of guys in your backcourt that can go after uh, Devin Booker as well as your wings. You obviously got Tatum and Brown to guard Durant. And then, you know, you like your ability to guard Aiton. Like, Aiton doesn't terrify me. So I think you're a favorite in that series. But I think it's a series. and Oh, man, that could be a classic. If you if you, well think about a West Finals too between Kyrie and Durant, there's so many funny possibilities now. Um, this is unbelievable. Yeah, that's in the cards. <sighs> that could happen. Of course, I'm I'm gonna do the 2020 thing. You get to the finals, you win. You're thrilled you didn't do it because you have this long window and you can play with Brown and Tatum and kick this into the future. Of course, you have your all NBA hopes for Brown too. That you hope you can keep them. <laughs> but Bobby, if it goes the other way, but if it man, goes the other way, what's the first thing we're gonna say? You could have had Durant. 
It was right there. Put your t- chips on the table and make yourself far none the championship favorite. And it was a tough decision. I get it. You're the one seed. You're in perfect position right now with what you have to get it done. You know what you have. The chemistry. The best, the best scoring duo in the NBA. You got a young scoring duo. And you're, re- you're, you're ready to sign Brown. Right. But do you get the Brown deal done? Do you win the championship this year? All these questions we're going to ask next summer. And <laughs> look who is here. <laughs> we couldn't rule him out. Wow. Right on time. Hey. I, I, I wasn't asleep. I just had my phone off and I missed it. You just missed, I missed this whole thing like this. A last hour? Oh, what were man, you doing? So... Watching I, the, the Last of Us? I was just watching TV <laughs> and just hanging out. And I just, I just wasn't on my phone. And I'm yeah, still freaking away. Last episode was fine, but yeah, go ahead. Look at this. We got 600 <laughs> and growing in the room. We just how hit long, it. John. How long have you guys been on? 20 uh, minutes. 20 minutes? Yeah. And you, you just came in at a perfect time, John, because I'm going to ask you. This is the question everybody wants to know. Sway says no. He wouldn't have done it. No. I go, I'm going to waffle and sit in the middle and say maybe. Would you have done this? We're gonna play this in June, so again, you got to come up with what the equivalent package is. Jaylen, so let's say Jaylen Brown Jaylen Brown is a much higher target than uh, is a, is a much like bigger piece than Bridges. Bridges. Yeah, if Bridges is a centerpiece player, then the pick result revolves. Then the uh, I'm sorry, um, the the package revolves around the picks. What I'm surprised with is that Brooklyn is kind of taking that step back into rebuild mode, taking on a bunch of future firsts. I thought they were trying really hard to stay relevant. Here's here's your package. Yeah. Brown, white, grant a Gallinari, whichever way you want to go there, because they do throw in a Cam Johnson in that deal too, who's valuable as well as a Jay Crowder, who they could maybe flip. So I guess the equivalent of a Crowder would be a Gallinari. Uh, so let's just say With Brown, Cam Johnson is Grant. Brown, yeah. well, white, white or white or Grant, white or Brand, you know, whichever yeah. one you want to pick. Probably white. Um, Brown, white, Gallinari, and then how many first can you squeeze in? Oh, the chat's back. That's good too. We didn't have that before. How so many you, first can you squeeze in? That's such a bobby question. No, no, no. If Jalen's in the mix, less first. I mean that's why you, that's why they they stacked up. Well, four. I'm just I'm just trying to think of how many they can offer Josue. So they could have done a 24 swap, a 25 pick, a 26 swap, Two. a 27 pick, and a 29 pick. So they could have offered five, just like the Suns. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. But there's no there's no Jalen in that. There's no All Star in that package that, that that they that they picked up from Phoenix though. I don't know. All right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Let's let's throw that out there, John. You, you doing that? I don't I, I don't know. So look, I was always reluctant to give up way, way, way too many picks, but uh, you know, I would have done. And also, I'm I'm reluctant to give away. The Celtics don't have enough pieces to give away many pieces. So if it was Jalen and two players and picks, it's expensive, you're gutting yeah. yourself a lot. I I always said I kind of drew the line at, um, I kind of drew the line at a single pick. Brown being a, again, Durant-level player 
Right. I mean, again, you're talking about a legit all-star, all-NBA caliber player, a good bit higher than what most teams were offering. Even Aiton or any of the other things that were discussed before were a step down. There's no team offering a player of that caliber. Oh, Jalen's caliber, that's what I mean. Right. But then there's also the flight risk. So it's really difficult to say because, you know, I, it's fine. Uh, Bridges is a good player. They got decent players back. But that, that deals about the picks as much as anything else and some young pieces that they can kind of hang on to and stay competitive and give it a good go. But, I mean, that team's not a contender to, anymore. Uh, they're they're, they're kind of wired. You know, I don't for, know what for, the hell they're doing. They're, they're nothing now. But, I mean, what makes perfect sense is uh, they had their talk and it wasn't really reported. And this is where <laughs> I always wondered how it would go. It didn't make sense that Durant would get traded unless Durant said, I want out. I do believe that he wanted it kept very quiet because he didn't want to take another hit to his reputation. I also think he had to be really okay with where he was going because this is his last ask out. What's he going to do? Demand to get traded at the deadline? Get traded? Go somewhere? Hate that place too and be like, um, I want to get traded again. He's out of bullets. So, like, he had to want it, which means, like, right. he had to have gone to them and say, let's do this thing. So, again, you got to show me what the price is. Um, it would have been expensive. We can haggle over what it would have been, but it wouldn't have been one first, John. Yeah. You get five from Phoenix. Good good value there. I yeah. wonder why Aiton's not in it. We're still trying to figure that out cap-wise. I, it might be a Rose Rule thing. Um I don't have a definitive answer on that yet, but you get a ton if you're the Nets here. I guess I understand why they finally were just like, all right, let's just not deal with the nonsense and just just end this. It does make you wonder if they second-guess moving Irving. And as I was just saying to Joe Sway, John, Joe Sway, I know you got work in the morning. Jump whenever you you want. Um, Yeah, now that you got freaking me who doesn't sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I was just telling Joe Sway, uh, John, doesn't it make sense now why they were offering Paul for Irving? Because they could have gotten Irving and Duran. <laughs> I honestly thought that was possible, and w- that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, when they were really though, but Kyrie, you think that you think they would do so that? So this was part of the plan. I know I Kyrie didn't went on about it today. More than he wanted Kyrie, like, I think that's what it was. That's for real, but I, I think they could have. I think they viewed a world in which they did it. They might have been plotting, John. After that suspension, they might have just been like, "All right, where are we headed?" And um, I don't think so. I think it all. You don't think it was the big L against the Celtics? I don't know. No, it's, Kyrie did ra- say tonight. They asked him about the trade. He said we were talking about our futures uh, throughout the year and you know what we see for ourselves. I mean, it's not surprising in the sense that Kyrie wasn't given a contract and Durant asked out. So, I mean, they basically publicly said, I don't want to be here. You know, like, that's not a surprise. Um, None of it is. So, you know, whether or not they could scheme to get to their own, it's really hard to do that. You know, they're not free agents. Like, can can we both be shitty enough to get traded somewhere at the same time to the same team? I, I look, I don't know. It's expensive. I, I always wanted to, to me, the Brown thing was always a, one, a bit of a pipe dream Two, just, you got to take your shot, you know, but three, it's got to make sense. You can't kneecap yourself. You can't handicap your team. You're already taking a big risk. If you make that trade because you're trading a player who is, who is young and, pres- and presumably has, come on, years. John, 
You just uh, went no, on for two days about no, why you no, wanted no, no, this. Listen, listen, what I'm saying is there's a limit because you're already taking risk by trading the younger player. Uh, you know, you're already taking that risk. When you add too, too much to it, it just becomes ridiculous. Well, yeah, like, that was my argument. That's the point. You see, you want it, but how far can you chase it? To me, it made sense if it was uh, Jalen, one of the uh, a guard or a grant or something that you can live without and a pick. When you start to say multiple picks, three picks and pick swaps, plus more core players, and you really got your roster and all of your future prospects for a guy who you're talking about a window of two to three years, you're, you're really, really, really taking a large risk. So that's where I would say you have to draw a line. And if the line was multiple picks, multiple players, I was always a no on that. Even when I flipped on the on the idea of Brown for Durant, if that was the core, it, it, when you, when that deal gets too big, you can't do it. I'm against it. If it gets too big, I just, I, it's just in an either or scenario. I do think people started to just literally look at the deal as I would never trade Brown for Durant. I only flopped on that. I would trade Brown for Durant, but not a massive deal where you're giving away too much. It doesn't make sense for the Celtics to do it. It would ne it would never have made sense. Right. That's how that's that's my stance. Just just to be clear on it. So I think I think you were just I think you were just baffled by how how many people were just so against it. I think that's what it was too. Like so many people are like, yeah. no, you don't want to trade for Durant. No, 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 no. Like, I, I like I said, I I was I, I was against it before at the start of the year, and I kind of changed my mind during the season. But again, it really only had to be Brown for Durant. As at the at the meat of it all, when the deal gets too big, if you're the Celtics, it, it, it does make you worse. Um, yeah. So it, it depends how much you would have had to give to to, to make it happen. And, and they don't have a lot. They would literally, they don't have enough first round picks. You'd literally almost have to give away all of your picks all the way to the San Antonio one, which you know, in terms. Of, I was just gonna say you could offer five here with with yeah, swaps, which and is it's just an insane amount. And so like. You're, you're, you're doing two things at once. You're closing your contention window and making it impossible to, so, yeah, to, to reload you know, on the fly. So you can't do it. You right. couldn't do that. Let, yeah. Let's be clear here. The, the Nets saw a straightforward opportunity to get picks from a team that they almost for certain know will be out of contention by the back end of that deal. Like sometimes yeah. you're like, all right, it'll be good if they can, you know, fall apart and we'll, yeah, we'll you're be like old, the Rock. You're Paul, you're Durant, you know, yeah. you're getting older right. and they, they just but gutted a bit of the, it's, it's, some of the it, younger players. It's almost certain that the Suns by the end of this deal will have disbanded or declined. So that makes it understandable from Brooklyn's perspective, especially when they get this many picks. I mean, it is the most all-in trade I've ever seen from Phoenix's perspective, but you understand it because they haven't been good this year. How scary are they to you? I gotta look at. I gotta look closely here. You know what's left over here. So what are you looking at? Durant and Booker, obviously, with Aiton. Durant, um, Booker, Warren, Paul, Aiton. Paul. With an okay bench, kind of a scrap heap of guys who have played okay for them. Warren's year. a good pickup for these guys. I mean, look at it this way. I mean, they're really good, but like, I mean, what are you looking at? You're looking at a super pairing of of, of two players, you know, a big three if you're counting Paul among that. It's a really good team. Uh, we were talking about the Kyrie Irving stuff. This is the bite from Kyrie when he was talking about, he was asked after the game 
what his thoughts on the trade were, and here's what he had to say. And you know what I hate about this? I hate that Kyrie gets a last laugh on the Nets uh, as much as anything. Here's Kyrie. Uh, well, it's not the first time we'll be uh, compet- in competition as brothers. Look how um, happy he looks. You know, I'm just <laughs> praying for his happiness and praying for his well-being. Uh, we had a lot of conversations throughout the year of, um, you know, what our futures were going to look like. There was still a level of uncertainty. Uh, but we just cared about seeing each other be places that uh, we can thrive. And whether that be together or whether that be apart, there's never been one moment where I felt like um, he's been angry at me for decisions I've made or I've been angry at him. Um, we've just tried to understand each other a lot better and um, grow as human beings, grow as brothers. Um, you know, his business changes so quickly. Um, he's getting a little bit older. I'm getting a little bit older. I just love the competition now that we can be in the same conference, and, and I welcome all that. You know, get to see him a little bit more, probably playing against Phoenix a lot more, and um, that's what I'm looking forward to. Everything else in, in between, I, I just am glad that uh, he got out of there. Glad he got out of there. What a friggin' clown. Words, 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 He'll words. get to My see God. him a lot more. They'll be in the same con. It wasn't like they were teammates. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, it I don't know, John. No, no, Kyrie wins. No, Kyrie like, wins. Kyrie wins. That's that's annoying. Right. There's no like it's unfortunate we couldn't make it work. There's no, none of that. It's like, oh well, we we got out of there, so it's good. It's a good thing. But I'm not surprised. He's he's I moved on. A, this is what Kyrie I think, does. I think they had a plan, John. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not that they were going to end up in the same destination, but. Uh, we have the escape valve of the deadline. Well, you know, let's put this plane? in motion. Well, once once Durant gets hurt too, like maybe that maybe can, the doubt creeps in, and that was right after the um, you know they went on that eighteen and two stretch. Remember, right after uh, Irving got back from the from the suspension, when Vaughn took over. Yeah, so they had a run there where it looked like they could do something, but maybe once uh once Durant goes down some doubts started creeping for both of them and maybe they had some conversations who knows we'll figure that out all in due time but a uh, very formidable Phoenix team I think it's a team the Celtics can beat I think it's a team the uh that's no sure shot to get out of the west though I think they're the favorites now you got Denver you got uh Golden State can't be ruled out healthy uh, it's going to be a bloodbath out west now it makes the west a lot more fun I'll also say Kyrie, a bucket hat guy. I'm just kind of piecing that together. Not a bad look. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I don't even know what to say to that. I guess so. I've never seen him like that. Yeah, so take the Nets out yeah, of the you East. Guys, you guys got something in common. There you go. Take the Nets out of the East. Talking Bucks, Celtics, and... Um... We'll see with the 76ers. Couldn't, couldn't beat the Celtics with uh, Cornette and Griffin out there tonight. I don't feel great about them. Yeah, um, I mean, the story here is like yeah, was, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what happens out West. Because, again, you're talking a small chance. Not a small chance. Even if the Celtics get there, by that point, are you worried about the opponent? You're no, not. you were more worried about the Nets figuring it out. And they almost did. And they almost did. But, I mean, as far as the East goes, you just weakened a team that, as of two weeks ago, looked to be one of the top contenders uh, to, to, to take you out. Uh, and then you're looking at the Bucks, who are now on a little bit of a streak and rolling after kind of, you know, a month or so of inconsistent play like the Celtics have endured. Um, and Philly, who you just beat without literally anybody. Um, so, 
East definitely gets weakened when you remove two top players from them and, and send them send them out west. And, you know, I think it makes the Celtics path easier um, here in the East. And that that's the goal, right? You get to the finals and then who yes. gives a crap who you play? I, I don't think you're ever looking at uh, – I don't think you're ever looking at, oh, my God, that team is too good, you know, uh, situation out once, there. Once, once it gets to super team status, you kind of do, and that's where they are now. They're going to be really good. I think they're a step above the rest of the West. Um, Aiton's, you get it's the good Aiton or the bad Aiton. It's a really freaking good team when Aiton's your fourth best player and you don't really yeah. have to worry too much about him. So, yeah, right. I mean, it's it's a good team. I can't wait to watch him. And the again, obviously look great tonight. It's I, all in, yeah. What can the Celtics do now? Purtle off the table? So, I, did you guys get Crowder the Crowder off the table? Did you play with the Crowder guy? And I'm not gonna lie, uh, that was the thing. He stays in Brooklyn. I don't we'll know. See. We'll see. Yeah. That was the thing that I saw first. Uh, is uh, the the Pirtle thing when you were like, "Oh, our segment is done," and that's literally when I stopped paying attention to my phone. And like five minutes later, Durant was traded, and I missed it all. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I was driving just so I was on the train. So yeah, Pirtle traded to Toronto. I was telling Joe Sway. Seems to me like a situation. Again, this isn't reporting either. I don't, I'm not reporting on any of this. It just happened. Seems to me a lot of talk of Raptors Celtics, right? And we said, is this just posturing from the Spurs to get these teams to pay up? Like, oh, the Raptors are interested, and oh, the Celtics. I wonder if the Raptors were leveraged on the Celtics, and that the Celtics were talking to the Spurs and saying, all right, we'll give you this, like you know, low balling, trying to get Pirtle for as low as they could. And the Spurs are saying back, well, we got the Raptors. And maybe it was kind of that situation that happened with the Jazz, the Knicks, and the uh, Cavs on Mitchell, where the Knicks are just kind of sitting back saying, sure, the Cavs are going to trade for Mitchell. And then they do. But the Celtics just kind of sitting back here saying, oh, all right, Raptors, yeah, 10th place in the East. They're going to go get a big man. And then they do. Because the price here isn't big. Ken Birch, 2024 protected first rounder. I don't know the protections on it. And a couple second rounders. Would you have done a 2025 protected couple second rounders and Gallinari and Pritchard? What's the final price on Pirtle? Yeah. Uh, protected 20. Oh, wait, what? The, the trade? Pick, right? yeah. yeah. It was a 2024 protected first. I don't know the protections. A couple seconds and uh, Kem Birch. Birch. So it's about the picks. Yeah, a lot of picks. Amazing, huh? The picks weren't amazing. I'm sure that's a heavily protected 24. We'll see though. I'm gonna actually look for that right now. Yeah, I don't know. The the picks are not amazing, but there's Celtics picks are amazing. That's the thing. Yeah, and I feel like Brad's like, do we really want to put them all into this basket? I I don't know. That's tough. It's a tough decision. If anyone in the chat knows those projections, uh, protections rather on the Raptors picks, don't uh, don't hesitate to speak up. I'm not seeing them. I guess we'll have to wait. The whole point was this: the Celtics were trying to acquire Pirtle for players without the first rounder. You think? And then the, the the what you were talking about was whether you'd be also willing to throw in a first rounder if you had to. And that's kind of where where the uh, 
where I think people were hung up there. Are you bringing it? Are you giving away another first rounder and players for um, what's insurance and a guy who's a flight risk after the season or who you have to pay a lot of money to lottery protected? Somebody says here, but you know, um, I don't know. I mean, again, let's, let's, let's do the flip of it. You know, what's the Ken Birch equivalent of the Celtics? Gallinari and Pritchard. Yeah, you think that's 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 fair? Yeah. I mean Birch is a fine player. Maybe the Spurs can flip him for a second or keep him or a couple seconds. Uh solid center, solid rotation center. The Raptors like them, but nothing crazy. No, he's not he's not even really in their rotation, is he? I don't, I haven't watched a lot of the Raptors recently. I don't think but... he's playing more than ten minutes. Let me see. He's I mean, he's thirty uh, yeah, let me see uh, Gallinari Pritchard's the equivalent, uh, and yeah. I keep seeing in the chat Gallinari could have gone to the Spurs. We we've settled that, but um, yes, he was playing this year eight minutes a game. Yeah. Last year, last year eighteen minutes a game. So they're not they're, he's not even in the ro- he's not in the rotation right now. No. And so why do they do this? I think they think they thought they bought low on a really good player. They obviously did, but it, again, it shows that all it took were picks. Yeah, um, the market wasn't picks. great because he's a free agent to be. All it took were picks, so the Celtics basically probably get Pirtle for for a first round pick if they want him. So then that's your that because again, Birch isn't really, you know, you you, the, you you need the salary filler, whatever it is to get you to Pirtle's what nine. Yep. So I mean, honestly, like I mean, Gallinari Pritchard, you could argue is more valuable certainly than the player that went back. Uh, and then a first, you know, that's got to be what at this point? 2025 is the first one that you can give up there. Yeah. I, I have to I have to think that the Spurs were pushing the Celtics. They said, we got the Raptors right here. And the Celtics are like, all right, sure. And then they do the deal because the Celtics didn't. I don't know what Toronto's enough. doing, though. I mean, you can't tell if they're buyers or sellers. So I didn't quite I think, get I it. I think they buy low on a really good player here. And it's probably some combination. I'm seeing it's a not, lot of it, you're not, you're not, You're not spending a lot of capital here to get this player. Yeah. Mm. So I think it would have really helped you. I think so, too. Tough mess. I think so, too. But, again, it, it helps more if you really have a plan to re-sign <laughs> um, when you're doing it just for rentals and just for insurance. Given what we saw today. With Robin, with Robin Al being out, not great. Not you know, you know that I think that like kicked up the purtle alarm. You know, like maybe we should do this, and now it's off the table. So I mean, I guess what's left for us tomorrow? We got a trade deadline show tomorrow at two o'clock. Is there anyone <laughs> left to trade? <laughs> this is it. OG and Anobi. You know, they, they, he's he's out there. Uh, I don't. We haven't talked a lot about him as a Celtics guy. I think the price is just going to be way too high. So much competition. Um, can't picture that. We're talking Mo Bamba, Noel, like the buyout guys now. Crowder, keep an eye there, I guess. I haven't. Yeah. I don't think the Celtics' interest in Crowder is too high. Buyout though, different story. If he wants to come here, so. Um, yeah, that's what I think it was probably. I think we're on buyout. the buyout, John. I don't know if the Celtics are going to be super active making trades tomorrow, especially when you have all their players post game rallying to keep grant and to keep pritchard and stuff i don't know how much they want to rock the locker room um and uh you know trade future picks as as well you know the other potential explanation there with john with the um with the uh pertle 
feel is that the Celtics might have just looked at it and said, we don't, you know how you were saying earlier that you don't want to just keep stacking up first round picks and you already made your move for this year. Maybe they said, we don't want to trade a future first down the line when we're going to want to keep adding to this team year in and year out. Uh, maybe it's not worth it to do that for Pirtle, who, again, rental probably for this team. Again, the, the problem with the Celtics is, you know, yeah, it's it, you can't pay $20 million for every player. You have to start adding other players somewhere along the way to keep this window going longer and longer. You feel pretty good about, obviously, your uh, your, your Tatum and Brown scenario, and you've got three guards under contract for two and three, three more years uh, with those guys, and then you've got Rob locked up. Uh, for another four so again you don't know health wise there but then you got to kind of build you you, you got to keep adding as you go there within two or three years you're going to have to really replenish and you can't be making your first picks ever at that two years from now three years from now you have to start bringing in some younger talent cheaper talent because again every player you're talking about possibly bringing in or trading for, you're going to have to sign for 20 million or make some, makes that kind of money. So I, you know, you wonder how much they are looking a little bit ahead with some of these moves and it makes sense. We're pretty freaking good now. And like, but we've also got to, we've got to be concerned about, you know, how we're going to look in a couple of years and three years from now and four years from now. So, I mean, that's well, that's what good GMs do. They don't always sell out for the now. Um, right. If you can sell out, look at it this way. This is why Phoenix can do what they did with the with the with the Jalen Brown trade. The Celtics, I mean, with the uh, Durant trade, the Celtics have to be giving up their second best asset and a young one in order to do that trade. Phoenix is giving up their third best asset. You know, you can argue fourth even. You know, so they're they and then future picks. If the Celtics had a bridges equivalent to go with Tatum and Brown right, right now, then you could say, yup, 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 yup. Give that guy and all the picks. But you're giving up so much when you're giving up your second best player. Celtics just simply don't have it. And they've never really had the horses to make a deal, the, the, this type of deal for it. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout to tell you about one of our sponsors here at The Garden Report, and that is HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself you'd stick to? HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes. Skip all the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy. HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from, so you don't have to worry about going through all of the same recipes in that recipe rut. You can just treat yourself and your family to exciting new flavors every week. No matter the lifestyle or your meal preferences, HelloFresh has recipes to please everyone at your table from fit and wholesome to veggie to meat to fish to family friendly. You'll always find something even the pickiest eaters will enjoy. You can customize select meals by swapping out proteins or sides or even add a protein or a veggie dish. You can upgrade to organic chicken or organic ground beef. And the pre-portioned ingredients make it so easy to just follow along with your recipe card, get a delicious home-cooked dinner on the table without all of the time-consuming meal planning or prepping. Why do I like HelloFresh? Easy. Almost every meal I've gotten from there has just been a slam dunk 
home run for me and the entire family. Just last week, we dug into lean, mean chicken and greens. My wife and I are trying to eat a little healthier these days. And the tropical fish tacos were hit for everyone in the family. So what do you need to do to take advantage of this deal? Well, you go to HelloFresh.com slash Garden65. Use the code Garden65. You will get 65% off plus free shipping. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash Garden65. Use the code Garden65. 65% off your entire purchase. It's a terrific deal plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. No, you they know? don't have a ton. They don't they have don't. a ton. They've got, they have great, they have a great team. They have two star players and, and, a, and a great great supporting cast around them, but they don't have that young 22-23, not yet an alpha, but he could be, or you know whatever. They just don't have that. They don't have any of those guys. And that's where, again, missing on all of those drafts for all of those years is tough. If they had drafted a Maxi over a Neesmith and they've got that as your third guy right now, yeah, you can make a package around Maxi and for three first round picks to go get us your third star. But they 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 haven't had that. They never got it. And so yeah. all of those whiffs are the reason why you can't make that big trade because Jalen's too far evolved. They basically needed what Jalen. Well, while all that was happening, these guys were evolving into superstars. They were evolving into superstars. This, yeah. They tried this with Jalen when he was their fifth best player. Four, four years ago, five years ago, Jalen was that guy. Kyrie He's Hayward. not that guy anymore. Now Jalen's yeah. a star. So you're giving up a, a ton for, for marginal improvements plus a ton of assets. It, it does make less and less sense when you start to add a lot of things to it as it, as it might have taken. I'm curious if, you know, Brooklyn would have looked at that, a deal with just <laughs> the Celtics for – you know, Brown in a single pick being good enough and the picks not being an issue, but I don't think so. It's because no, we've talked about how they don't own their picks. They don't so the own their way, picks. Yeah. The only way where it made sense to rebuild was where you were getting bonafide picks from yeah. the Suns, where you look at them and say, by 2025 at the earliest, or at least 2026, this team probably stinks, and they're probably giving us premium picks by then. And we've talked about the Celtics have a long window here. Uh, even if they're giving up their picks in 27, 29, Brown and Tatum might still be in Boston at that point. Uh, so, yeah. y- and it's more likely that they are than they aren't. So, uh, you're, or <laughs> I guess it would be different in that case because it'd be Durant and Tatum, not Brown and Tatum. But still, Tatum's probably there by the end of that, which is a much different story than Devin Booker alone being in Phoenix. So, um, I guess this made sense for the Nets. I don't know what they're going to do now. You look at their roster. Finney Smith, Dinwiddie, all they're these de- different random guys. They're all dead over the to place. me. Who cares O'Neal. about the Nets? We don't ever have to talk about the Nets again. Well, no, maybe, maybe you talk to them about a deal tomorrow uh, to get one of those guys. I haven't thought it through, but there might be some guys on that roster that could help you. Um, a Seth Curry, uh, Joe Harris is a little expensive, but you know we'll see what happens. And I know Joe Sway still likes the Crowder idea, so we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, go get Bridges tomorrow. for more picks. Bridges if the net, is really good. If the Nets, if the Nets are really, really, really trying to dump, go get Bridges for more picks. Ian Begley said the Nets were asking around about Simmons deals. Yeah, over the recent days, no value there. You want anybody Simmons, John? Who will, anybody who will take Simmons from you is a good deal for the Nets. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, if you're Brooklyn, yeah, absolutely. I can't believe that's what's left. I mean, my God. From that frigging Harden, that Simmons, Harden 
Simmons, Finney, Smith, and Bridges. <laughs> That's what Durant, I, I, Irving, after, and after I leave this, I'm going to go. Bird. That should be the thumbnail for this for this show. Bad look. After I leave this show, I'm going to go find every Brooklyn Nets post game show I can find because I, I just wonder how how apoplectic they are right now. I can't believe. It. Are you stunned this happened, John? Because I am. Um, no, not stunned. They could have held out, couldn't they? Well, again, I believe what likely happened was. When they had, we the reports were that they were talking, and they were going to talk about their future. I think it's pretty clear that that talk ended with KD saying, "I'm out." Right. <laughs> right. That just—it's just that part wasn't reported. But he was going to sign off on it too, though. That's because why because it was quiet. It was I so thought quiet, it was possible. Right. I thought it was possible they might have said, "Let's roll the year." Because, like I said, the thing I thought with Durant was he's really only got one more out, and rather than go somewhere hastily, he might say, "All right, guys, let's see if what you're doing here works." But it felt like he's like, "I, I'm not buying. I don't think we're contenders, and you guys probably know we're not too." And Brooklyn's like, "You're probably right. Let's just try to rebuild." So they went rebuild. Remember. Right. Crazy. Crazy night. Yeah. Remember Durant's hurt, by the way, so he's not going to play for the Suns for a little while here. So due time, we'll get Durant, Booker, Paul playing together, which is unbelievable. Suns. Finals two years ago, and now the center of the West once again. This is Chris Paul's greatest chance at a ring. Hands down. This is it this year. Feels like they were looking to maybe swap him out. Yeah. Perving. Yeah. Makes a lot more sense now that we see what happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. Um, you know, Joe Sway, if you needed to bail, you can bounce here, Bobby, and I can put a bow on this. Yeah, I'm going to head out. Good All stuff. Right. Good stuff, Thanks Bobby. Thanks for joining us. Going live here. Appreciate you guys sticking with us. Still up. Look at this crowd we got. We appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, we can go. keep it going a little, little longer here. We can go a little more because I'm still getting my bearings. Thanks, Joe Sway. We will be back uh, tomorrow, like I said, trade deadline special uh, with whoever is willing to join here. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, in the meantime, you know, Bobby, like I said, I'm still wrapping my head around it, uh, you know, and trying to formulate all of my thoughts. But, like, I get it from the – I get it from Phoenix's perspective. It's bold, man. Uh, and it's probably they worth needed it because, to again, do it. again you are acquiring, no you are acquiring Kevin Durant for four years, you know, for, for, for multiple years, you know, um, it's real, you know, this is a real thing. You know, you've yeah. got a you've got a wide open championship window now for several years. I mean, I don't know how much Chris Paul, I'm not going to say left in the tank. I don't know how much, how much longer Chris Paul is a dominant player, uh, or one of the best point guards in the league, but he's still friggin' Chris Paul. Well, that's why it makes some sense for them to look to beyond keeping Durant happy and, you know, urging him even more to get to Phoenix, swapping out Paul for Irving because Irving's value is so low and you're looking yeah, at Yeah, it's a real contract. buy low. Yeah, it would have yeah, been a real buy low. You're looking at Paul's contract the next couple of years, only 15.8 guaranteed next year, 30 if they keep him, and then the year after that, completely non-guaranteed. Because, uh, you know, with the there's an over 38 rule in the cap where if you sign a guy to a max deal who's going to be over 38 by the end of it, you front load it because 
you could hypothetically like backload a guy who's not going to be in the league anymore. So they dump the money on the front end. So they have outs with Paul. Yep. Um, the next two years. So it made sense that they were going to look to get a younger guy, a guy who's in perfect tandem with Durant on everything. And they're tied at the hip. And uh, then you have a core for years to come uh, between Irving Booker and uh, Durant. The thing is, at least for this year, I feel like the basketball fit for Durant's better with Paul. Paul's a great I think so too. guy. Yeah, I think so, he's too. He's a natural passer, so he's going to set up Durant. I mean, we were just talking about how great Paul would look on the Nets with Durant. We were stunned that the Nets didn't do that deal. Yeah. But it all makes sense now. And I really like the Suns team. You think of some of their bench pieces. Damian Lee, who can hit threes. Ish Wainwright, we just saw guard Tatum in a win. Uh, we saw Jock Landale really give the Celtics as a whole issues at the rim off their bench. And then you talk about a Saban Lee who's been solid for them. And then uh, Torrey Craig. So they have pieces. They have depth still. And then they get TJ Warren in this deal, which is almost like a sneaky bonus throw-in for all that they gave up. A starter-level guy who played for them. And I'm sure that they liked. There was a – I think they gave him up for like a second-round pick when they traded him to the Pacers years ago. So TJ Warren ends up back in Phoenix here, which is is great for them. I mean, this – no brainer for Phoenix, even with all the risk, even with all the future considerations that you give up here. If you win one championship, it's worth it. The Suns have never won a championship in their franchise history. Yep. Yep. And now they've got Isaiah Thomas and Kevin Durant, two Hall of Famers on board. Is he officially in? Didn't no. Didn't, no. no. <laughs> that, 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 they, they came out and refuted that really quick. Uh, he, he has a business relationship with the new owner in, in a previous thing. So he's in, in like a kind of friend advisory role, or at least that's what they said. But funny, funny story from earlier today. Well, this is certainly a new owner making a splash too, uh, with Ishbia taking over there. Get me, uh, get me yesterday. Kevin Durant at all costs. I, yeah. You know, you do wonder. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. I think, obviously, you know, uh, some intrigue removed from the Celtics and whatever possibilities they would have for tomorrow. Uh, I know Kevin Durant was a, always, always, always a bit of a pipe dream. I think the Celtics and anybody who was in favor of the Kevin Durant. They probably was, thought about it, right? I think anybody who was in favor of it, even if the Celtics were, really wanted it on their terms. Uh, and I think the Celtics did as well. Um, I don't think the Celtics were ever desperate for Kevin Durant. I just think you had to ask. And that's so probably what he, they did. Yeah. Here's here's where that where that report comes from that were just a speculation that Stephen A threw out there. Cause I'm sure he did hear something. Yeah. Uh maybe from the Nets. And it would have made sense for the Nets to go to the Suns and be like, you know, we could go get a Jalen Brown. And really use that as leverage because that's what they did the last time, you know, um, when they were shopping them around the league. Like having that leverage point, a Brown possibility, was a huge, huge thing for them. And I think that's where a lot of the noise came from over the summer because the Celtics were very adamant that they weren't going for it. And uh, obviously, there's nothing substantive that connected them to them this time. So I, I don't think it's any guys that got the haul that they did when they could go to the Suns and be like, all right, if you guys don't want to do this now, you know, there's always the chance that Jalen Brown could be available down the line in a deal for Durant. And that might have just been enough to get the Suns moving. Or maybe the Suns put some pressure on the Nets and said, hey, this is a big, big offer we're giving you right now. Yeah, this might I don't not know be if, there over the summer. I don't know if the sells were real. I guess, you know, the more I think about this, the, the more the most perplexing component of all of this is the um, 
I, I don't understand it from the Nets perspective. It's so confusing to do this 24, 24 48 hours apart. Because I don't love the return for them. But you made it's not just the return, it's the type of return. You made a you made a stay competitive win now trade for Kyrie, and then you made a let's blow it up and build for the future trade for Durant. If you had any inkling you might be trading Durant, why did you trade Irving for playable pieces? It makes no sense. You're right. If I were that, I'd be like, what do you guys want for Finney Smith? You want a first? I'll take it. I want wing depth. You know, like I'd be at this point, like why make one trade to be competitive and another to be non-competitive? Yeah. Back looking back, back, you would have, you would have done the Lakers trade. Two you would have done the Lakers trade. That's what I don't get. The, the reason you don't do the Lakers trade, they'd be in great shape if they did the Lakers. My God, you could be, I mean, you'd have, you'd have to go through dark times, but you're talking about the first round picks of two teams whose windows will have expired by the time you're making those picks. You could have, two lottery picks per year plus your own by then like oh my goodness gracious like so strange to do one and not then not the other i'm really i'm really confused by that again yeah, i don't you, from a you know Celtics perspective we don't care deeply about that but the, the most confusing thing to me is how why one trade was one way and the other was the other yeah and you know where i, I mean obviously things changed irving wanted out they tried to appease durant they made their trade. They're like, do you like it? And he's like, no, I want to yeah, go too. So and that's, like, where I, that's where we talked about how satisfied he'd be seeing Finney Smith and Dinwiddie. Like I looked at it and said, this is, this is a great setup for him. Well, not a great one, but this is a manageable setup for him to close out the year and see what he can do with it. But there's never going to be a scenario where he came to Brooklyn to play with Irving and Harden for that matter. And he looks around and sees Finney Smith, Dinwiddie and Simmons. On top of that, like we can't discount Simmons just being a complete zero this year and that failing entirely as a factor for Durant wanting to move on from this situation. Uh, and of course, now you get that report that they were looking to move on from Simmons in recent days. So maybe part of Durant's feedback here was, can you get anything for this Simmons guy? Because it's not going to work with him. Um, and now they've stuck with him too, on top of all this other stuff that they have to figure out what they're doing. What there's no great piece now if you're the Nets moving forward, and they're very fortunate that that pick with the Rockets this year is a swap because it's not going to convey. Uh, the Rockets are dead, dead last, like, there's no chance that flips by the end of the year. So they keep their own pick this year, next year it goes to the Rockets, and then maybe they're in good enough shape where that doesn't matter next year and they can reset but maybe they but the I, tax for this team big big I, tax money for a team that's about know. to go nowhere i don't understand the trades back to back it's a you brought in players to help you today and then the pick so durant must have just smoked them um following that you know they trade Kyrie and they say we're gonna build he must have flip-flopped like crazy because to make that Kyrie, uh, i guess not though because they probably they make the Kyrie trade and they tell him after and they're like, look, we got you this stuff. And he's like, I don't like it. I want out too. So it really is perplexing. If uh, What are the trade rules there? Can You can turn around and trade the guys that they acquired, right? Yep. No problem. So, I mean, if I were them, and as, as you said, if I were the Celtics, I'd be looking at it. I'd There's be something at- with um, combining them. Like uh, you might not be able to combine uh, uh, um, who they just acquired, uh, like a, a Crowder with a – Joe Harris, for example, like I don't think you could combine a Crowder with anyone else. It might just have to be Crowder going to another yeah. team. So yeah. 
those are the restrictions, but flipping them to another team you can do right away. But, I mean, just look at their team now. They've got Crowder, Bridges, Finney Smith, Cam Johnson, Royce O'Neal, Ben Simmons, and Watanabe, basically all fighting for how many minutes there. It's a really crowded mess. doesn't make sense. I was just kicking around. I don't even know what their starting lineup is. Like, you either leave Simmons out or you leave Cam Mm -hmm. Thomas out. That doesn't make sense with the way he's playing. Um yeah, we're going to figure out a lot about what the Nets are doing over the next uh, 12 hours here until the deadline. It's amazing. It's so many different pieces. I, I'm so confused by Anything it. you want there? Well, I mean, like I said, is I, I think Finney Smith is exactly what they would need uh, right now because I've been a proponent of wing. Yeah, I, and it all depends. If you think you can get buyout big, I would love to take uh, take a take take a knock there, but that's going to cost you a first. Yeah, um, Benny Smith makes twelve, so you could match him with Gallinari, Pritchard, and Jackson. Yeah, but the, the other thing is the Nets are a big tax team, so whatever money you're sending them, they actually have to consider. Like they're not going to take a Jackson. Because it's big, big tax money for a guy that they just have to get rid of, yeah. and then uh, you know Gallinari, of course, as well. Who like that's probably like fifty million in tax. Gallinari's contract, the way they're you know in that repeater tax. That's the other thing. Their flexibility so hamstrung by their tax situation. Yeah, the, their owner's head must be spinning at where they're at right now. And <laughs> I know they set up. I know Marks just did this deal, but Marks can't be feeling too good about his future right now. This is a mess. This whole situation is a mess. Um, and no, I don't think he survives. Um, so I don't know. I mean, there's other names out there, I guess. You know, and again, you have to talk about how many other teams are going to be very active and how many other teams, you know, and whether they have assets that can, you know, blow yours out of the water. But I don't know. I mean, I still think there's deals to be made out there, but I think it's pretty clear that whatever the Celtics do, it is going to cost them a first-round pick, another one, and it's how bad you want whatever it is that's coming back. Or you go for something small. Um, I don't know what Chicago's going to do, but we've kicked around Javante Green, who's obviously injured right now. It's either small, but if you want anything that moves a needle, even, right, you're you're, you're trading a first-round pick. Yeah, in that case, it's probably a second or two, maybe, uh, in in a deal like that. And what's left? What else have we kicked around? Um, like OG's not happening. Uh, Hart's obviously off the board. It's not a ton. I know Gary Washburn like Terrence Ross, kind of an expensive option. Everyone likes. Everyone always talks about. You you can't do a trade deadline without talking about Ross. <laughs> um, yeah, who he's knows? A, he's a buyout guy too. I think. Yeah. We'll see who well, shakes loose in that buyout market. That might be their approach and. Again, didn't you say, John, they might go into this deadline and just have this price that they're throwing at everybody and saying, take it or leave it? Like, that might have just been what happened with Pirtle. Yeah. It's, I've got these two guys in a second. Everyone's going to try to pry a first out of that deal. Then you have to determine whether the player you're going for you want bad enough. I could see that, yeah. Maybe they went to the Spurs and said Gallinari, uh, Pritchard, and... I think they have three seconds at their disposal, disposal at least over the next few years. So maybe they said like two or three seconds, and that's our offer. And yep. then the Raptors come through with a first. Not a great first, but, but a first nonetheless. Yep. And that's it. There's always the John Collins discussion anytime you want to talk about it. 
Um, you know, so expensive. He's expensive. He's twenty plus million dollars. Uh, but again, if you know you're not re-signing, if if you're not going to go sixteen, eighteen for Grant, John Collins is less expensive. Uh, you have to find a way to get to that salary there. But that's a that's a name that always comes up. Someone just threw it in the chat. There's there's names out there. It's just how much are you willing to spend and how much are you willing to give up. Uh, the belief most people think nothing. You know, but. There are other teams out there that are going to want to shed stuff. So you're just hoping you're there to collect once they do, you know, and, and we'll see. We'll see what comes out. Yeah, for sure. And I see old friend Daniel Tice floating around uh, the chat there. Hey, it's not the worst idea in the world, but what needs to happen is he needs to get traded to a different team that cuts him. If the Pacers just cut him, he can't come to the Celtics. So unlikely, I'd say. Could what, a Celtics- buzz. Yep. what a buzz. What a buzz. I wonder how many players... Could the Celtics, Celtics get Curry or Harris, somebody is asking here? Yeah, Curry, certainly. I think he makes about... Um, what's the number on him? They love their shooting, too. I think his number is like $8 million or so. I'm, I'm getting the exact one right now. He is signed for $8.5 million and will be a free agent this offseason. I think it makes sense for the Nets to move him. And that's Gallinari and Pritchard again. Uh, but again... Do the Nets want Gallinari and Pritchard? That's expensive yep. guys to just take on in yep. that case. Yeah. Who knows? A lot to talk about. I guess we'll save some of it for 2 o'clock. It's good that you guys were quick to get on here. I'm sorry I was late to the party, but I'm glad I did get to join in for the obvious massive breaking news of Kevin Durant uh, being traded out of the Eastern Conference over to Phoenix uh, in a massive swap here. Hey, if there's if there's early breaking news, you're gonna have to grab Jimmy because Josue and I, <laughs> Josue and I put in our uh, twelve hours here. So hopefully, we'll be up in time for the next breaking news. Wait, well, what about me? Who who spells Xanis? That's what I want to know. <laughs> hey, this is why they pay you the millions. <laughs> I got it. I I'm gonna have little. I'm gonna have kids crawling all over me in freaking four hours okay it's a fact this is a fact of life all right maybe we'll leave it to jimmy and nick (laughs) (laughs) so it is what it is but um thanks to everybody who jumped back on here i know we got a lot of australia in here too which i love um but um a lot of you diehards jumping in again with us after having watched the garden report post game show uh pretty cool nice to see a lot of the names again apologize we didn't have that chat rolling in the first show but i'm glad you guys uh to see what you guys uh to see what you guys yep dirks in here what a night from yeah. the mo- from the moment we stepped in the garden tonight westbrook hart brown breaks his face uh what else happened tonight griffin had a big comeback night you get Durant. Brown legitimately Kyrie. broke his face. Kyrie makes his debut. Busy, busy night in the league. Yeah. And I'm sure it's going to continue tomorrow. They always talk about the dominoes. You can't get any bigger than these. Irving and Durant moving. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of activity tomorrow. Yeah. Where's Jimmy? Jimmy's actually waking up soon. Wouldn't it be great if he woke up and just joined the show? <laughs> we're close we almost got there this is good yeah we almost got there we are on east coast time so we are going to shut it down and we do have to but we thank all of you guys yeah so the suns made this trade i guess that's why it went down at 1 a.m right yeah they can do that a lot of stuff happened you got to stay up you got to stay alert right so uh, again uh bobby and joe sway obviously on top of everything 
uh, getting us going here with the live stream. Thank you guys. Thank Amit, who's frigging, uh, you know, our super producer, um, you know, uh, been running all day long doing stuff. He also jumped on here to help produce the show uh, for us. So thank you again to Amit uh, for sure. And everybody uh, involved in all of this stuff, Tim Shields earlier. Um, <laughs> yep. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, 2 o'clock, with the stream, unless, of course, there's breaking news. If there's breaking news, whoever's awake will jump on one of these streams, I guarantee it, okay? Uh, but let's wrap it up. All good, Bob? Yep. Good night, all.